0: Hebrews 11, 31. So, have to turn there and a okay. so we're continuing in uh, Hebrews 11, uh, kind of the heroes of the faith. And tonight we're going to learn about Rahab's faith. So kind of as an introduction, I want to start by asking you a few questions that I think kind of relate to Rahab's story. So how many times in your life you had to sacrifice something substantial or um, do something that comes with a high cost to express your faith in Christ. And when you think about that, um, what compelled you to do that? Um, you know, why were you willing to do that? And what actions did you have to take to kind of demonstrate that faith? Um, in my own life, um, my faith has changed many relationships with friends, some even extended family, Um, I came this close to losing my job one time, Um, so it's, and also just general, like, kind of mistreatment, you know, for taking a stand or, you know, expressing my faith in Christ, so it's, I've never, you know, had a life and death situation, uh, but there has definitely been some cost in my own life, Uh, but tonight when we look at Rahab. Uh, we're going to kind of see what biblical faith looks like kind of in the face of life and death. So let's get to it. So Hebrews 11.31. I'm going to read that. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to despise. So I think the main idea that stood out to me about this verse and kind of Rahab's expression of faith, um, faith requires taking risks, that are only possible through a fear in God and demonstrated through actions. Say that one more time. Faith requires taking risks only possible through a fear of God and demonstrated through actions. So kind of as uh, the outline of that main idea, there's I guess, four things that I want to talk about tonight. Uh, the first thing, faith requires risk. The second thing, faith overcomes fear of the risk the third thing faith results in obedience and then lastly just kind of how, what can we apply what's the application uh, behind kind of Rahab's story so the first thing faith requires risks so let's look at what risks Rahab had to take in her expression of faith so Rahab's story takes place in the book of Joshua, specifically chapter 2 so I'm going to summarize a couple things so kind of the setting, uh, Joshua uh, is told that God is going to give him the city of Jericho to destroy. So before he attacks, he sends these two spies to the city of Jericho, and uh, somehow they they decide to go into Rahab's uh, house. Rahab's a prostitute, lives there. Uh, also, Jericho at the time is a pagan city. It's uh, very wicked. Uh, when the, so these two spies sneak into Jericho, they're in Rahab's house. Somehow the king of Jericho also gets wind that you know these two spies are Israelites and they made it in the city and they're in Rahab's house. So the king sends men to Rahab's house to see what's going on. So the the guys show up and uh, Rahab hides the men in her ceiling and she tells these guys, you know, yeah, I saw these men, I didn't know they were spies, they've already left. You know, she has a good cover story. And so, uh, these men leave. Um, so there's a lot of thing There's a lot of risks that she took uh, by having these two men come into her house. So on the one hand, you have these two spies who are Israelites. You know, it's not clear what was exchanged between her and the spies. Um, but I mean, these these spies are coming to the city to see how they can best destroy it. So I mean, she lets these men in her house and. They could have easily taken her captive, killed her. Um, You know, she's a wicked prostitute. You know, why? And and also, you know, now that she knows that there are spies in their house, um, you know, she knows why they're there, and she could, you know, tell on them and stuff like that. So she, just by letting these men in her house, you know, she took a big risk. Um, And then also on the other side, you know, these officials of Jericho, um, you know, that somehow they found out that, these men were in her house, and they could—they could have taken her to prison. They could have killed her. You know, this is obviously like a treasonous act in their mind. Um, but she answers the door and lies to them. And even further, if they found out that you know she lied to them, obviously something bad would have happened. So her life, I think, was quite literally in danger based on letting these men in her, in her house. So, kind of leads to the next point: Why would she do this? Why would she be willing to, to take this risk? So the story continues. Um, kind of the next point. Faith overcomes this, this fear of the risk. Um, so these these officials leave. The, these two Jericho officials, they leave. And then as soon as they leave, um, uh, Rahab goes up to the roof and gets the man. And she kind of takes the initiative. And she's, she says this. I want to read it verbatim because I think it's important as far as how she expresses her faith. She says... I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that the fear of you has fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard of how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, to Sihon and Og, whom you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. And this is kind of the key profession. For the Lord your God, He is the God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. So I think this, is, this clearly shows why she was willing to take the risk of letting these men in her house. Um, you know, she, okay, I should add actually, after making this confession of faith, she goes on to make an oath with these spies. She says, Look, like, I treated you kindly, I let you in my house, I could have died. Uh, so when you come and destroy this city, you need to save me and my family. And they kind of agree to this oath. Um, so she, she makes clear she, she knows who, who God is. She confesses that she believes in, in their God. Um, she also makes clear, you know that <laughs> trusting in this God was more important than her own life. Um, and really, I guess in her mind, and just for us to consider too, what other options did she have? I mean, if, if she, you know, she either fears God, or she fears something else like man, or her life, or whatever, more than God. Um, but in this case, it's evident, you know, she, she fears God, she believes in this God of these two spies, um, and she's willing to do whatever it takes to, you know, prove that, evidence that by her faith. And then the next point, so faith results in obedience. So after she, um, you know, expresses this confession of faith, what is the next thing she does? Well, I guess first of all, you can say, you know, the action of letting the spies in her house is kind of an act in in faith and obedience. Uh, But after they, well, so kind of the the thing they agree to, uh, the spies tell her, you know, when we leave, a scarlet cord to your window. Uh, that's going to be how we know, you know, you've honored this oath, and how we know not to destroy you when we come to destroy the city. Uh, so as soon as they leave, uh, she immediately, it says she immediately puts um, this scarlet cord in her window. And so it, it might be easy just to kind of like gloss over this, like okay, yeah, it's you know whatever. It's pretty easy for her just to do that. But I think there also is some some risk here um, and some obedience that that matters. Um, the, the people in Jericho, you know, these men could have been suspicious. Hey, these guys were in your house, and now you have this cord out your window. What's going on? Are you in cahoots with them? Um, also, you know, who she could have doubted if these two spies were going to keep their word, and maybe, you know, she's marking her window, you know, whatever. So the, I think this is kind of significant in that she, you know, she did exactly, she obeyed exactly what they told her in the exact way. You know, regardless of what would come of it, she she put her trust and faith in that. There was an an obedience there. And actually in James 2, uh, she's uh, praised for kind of what she did. In James 2, 24 and 25, it says, You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not right having the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out on another way. So I want to kind of add to this, you know, what did her faith eventually result in? Um, As Hebrews 11.31 says, she did not perish with those who were disobedient. So we see this kind of come to fruition uh, when the army comes back, Joshua and his army come back to actually destroy the city. Um, So the whole city is destroyed with the exception of Rahab and her family. And it says, uh, the reason, so in Joshua 6 it says, the reason that she was not destroyed was because she hid the messengers whom we sent. And then it follows up by saying, and she lives in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent to slay Jericho. So, you know, she because of this, this faith, she's the one family who's saved from this, you know, complete destruction. And the, the last thing I want to point out that I think is significant to the verse, um, the verse makes it, like a point to identify Rahab as a prostitute. And I think there's some significance here for several reasons. So one, um, you know, she's one of the least likely people in the city to kind of have this kind of faith. You know, she's in a wicked city and she's like the most wicked of the wicked as a prostitute. Um, and I think just this just makes clear, it doesn't matter your past, your sin, what matters is what you're believing. You know, are you putting your faith in the right thing? And clearly Rahab was. I also think it's a picture of redemption. Um, you, so she ends up you know, converting to Judaism, and she actually marries uh, a Jew named Salmon, uh, and she becomes the mother of Boaz, making her the great-great-grandmother of King David, uh, making her in the lineage of Christ. So God redeemed her past and brought her, you know, grafted her into this lineage of Christ. That's pretty amazing, I think. And then I also think... Um, kind of her faith and her conversion is a picture of uh, faith in Christ. What it's going to look like when Christ comes, in the sense of when we come to Christ, our past no longer matter You know, it's it's all we've been transformed. Uh, Christ washes us, uh, gives us new life. It's the same way with, with Rahab. You know, no one viewed her as a prostitute anymore. You know, when she made this confession of faith, and she was instead grafted in as a Jew. So some application. How can we learn and apply the faith demonstrated by Rahab into our lives? I kept coming back to this question, and this is what I want to say in the application. (coughs) Is there a reason you're compromising your faith because of a risk? Is there some kind of reason that you're compromising your faith because of a risk? And this is what I kept asking myself and what I've, I guess, wrestled with in my own life. You know, if, if there is a reason, um, you know, why? Is it the fear of man? Is it some kind of comfort? Is it some kind of sin in your life? Is it some kind of temporal material cost? Well it, like, you know, literally financial or some other kind of, you know, something you have to give up that you don't want to give up? I know in my own life, uh, when I feel, you know, some type of conviction to do something or not do something to express my faith. Um, and I'm kind of counting the cost. It's like this sinking feeling like, okay, I, I, God, I know you want me to do this, and I know this is going to cost something. And, I'm do that, and it's like, there's really no other option, right? Um, you either believe Christ fully or, or you don't. You either fear God more than whatever that other fear is or you don't. Um, and this is what um, I think we can learn from Rahab and I also think kind of by definition, faith always requires risk, like there's always some uncertainty when you take faith, otherwise it wouldn't be faith, right Um, and I I guess, so there's and so yes, there's always I guess the cost that comes with exercising your faith, but I think really the, the the higher cost is not exercising your faith, I think that's what um, really uh, the conclusion I came to, right? The real risk is not acting in faith because that's when bad things happen and you commit sin. So, in conclusion, um, I want to encourage everyone to, to fear God more than you fear anything else. Anything else that might cause fear uh, that comes with exercising your faith. You know, God loves us and He is worthy. We just prayed about it too, right? God has the, not only, God cares for us, and He also has the power, you know, to send us to help. It's pretty amazing um, that we can fear that kind of God and He empowers us to, to step out in faith like this, like we see in Rahab's life. And I'll close with this um, in John 6, uh, 66 68, it uh, talks about. Jesus doing a teaching, and many of his disciples turning away from him and going away from him. And Jesus turns to his 12 disciples and says, do you, to, do you want to go away too? And Peter replies and he says, Lord, whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed, and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And just be reminded of that truth, you know. When it comes time to, to exercise our faith in God, where else are we going to go? There's." even if we're scared, I mean, we can trust him who loves us. So let's pray. Father, um, I thank you for um, Rahab and how you um, empowered her to uh, exercise her faith in you and, and demonstrate it very powerfully through her actions. I pray that um, we too would just have a, a note truth and just an intimate relationship with you, such that when we are um, faced with challenging uh, things that we need to show our faith in you, that we have uh, no problem doing that, that we, we welcome that, and we just trust that you would um, work out the results for our good. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.